0: Good morning. Joining me now from somewhere near Heartland or elsewhere is our good friend Al Batt. Hey, Al, what you up to today?
1: Hey, it's another lovely day. Boy, I just, I I need to thank somebody. And um, you know how it is, uh, we have a uh, lovely spouse and we sometimes forget to thank them. Uh, I don't know if men are more prevalent in the taking things for granted than our women i think we are because we're usually but i just want to thank gail and i should say her facebook friends karen of which you are one
0: yes she passes
1: along you know photos that people one identified and all this and she's uh, nice enough to do it and uh, get back to people and let them know there. So it's kind of a, it's an outreach of KMSU.
0: (laughs) Your wife is the outreach. Yeah, I love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, you know, I appreciate her in many ways. Once in a while, I should say a little bit more about that. Uh, Also, I want to thank everybody. Man, at the Henderson Hummingbird Hurrah in, uh, of all places, Henderson, Minnesota, And uh, I ran into, I don't know how many listeners to KMSU. There was just a ton of them from, uh, oh, Savage, Shakopee, Mankato, uh, Blakeney, just all over Creation. And it was fun. The hummingbirds were tremendous. It was a little little warm in the morning, made it kind of hard on many hummingbirds. But I went out in the garden, which they have just a beautiful uh, garden there for the hummingbirds, uh, by the Country Day School. And uh, there were a lot of ruby-throated hummingbirds.
0: How how many hummingbirds would you guess you saw out there?
1: Oh, I would think uh, I saw 25 maybe, You know, it's hard, they're hard to count. They just come and go, but it's a large garden, so I kind of counted in one area and said, yeah, there's 15 there, and then I moved (laughs) another, and being very well aware that they could move somewhere else, so I I took my total number and kind of discounted it some, but on days when it maybe was not quite so hot, and much earlier in the morning and probably later in the afternoon, there would have been a lot more, but... uh, what a wonderful celebration, the Henderson Hummingbird Huron. It was uh, just. It was fun speaking over there. And I also want to say thanks to everybody at Colonel Days and Wells. When I was a little boy, I'd go to Colonel Days and they'd give us a ear of corn uh, just uh, covered with butter and I'd sit on the curb and it would just run all over all the clothes I had. And uh, I was so happy, and it's fun going over there and speaking each year. It's just uh, uh, Henderson and Wells are two small towns that are enchanting, so... How
0: many ears of corn did you have, Al? I'm just curious. Oh,
1: I didn't have any. What? I, you What's know, wrong they with don't you? have any more because they ran out of uh, oh. corn processors. And, oh well, no,
0: that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah,
1: so it was one of those things you yeah. like so many things you just figure it'll never go away, but it does go oh. away. But uh, Gail and I have been ch- we haven't missed many uh, sweet corn meals. Uh, we mm. get a lot of it here, and they're starting to take some locally here. And there's all kinds of people selling sweet corn, and Birdseye in Wasika has a hay rack out there, and they've got uh, corn on there that you can buy a big bag for. Pretty reasonable, so uh, there's no reason to go sweet cornless. Speaking of nice places, I want to comment about New Ulm. They uh, are starting a City Monarch Butterfly Preserve. It was approved... By the city council it'll be on North Broadway so what a nice thing I envision a lot of uh, milkweed pretty much is what I see there so what
0: does that mean did they are they planting special things or, or what's happening they sure
1: are they're gonna plant so I would guess besides milkweed they'll probably put in blazing star and some of these things that monarch uh, the adults really like too so it's just uh, it's really a nice thing and uh, it's pretty cool I I read a little bit in the new home uh, journal and that's about all I know about it, but I'm going to find out more. And Marlis Weber of Albert Lee saw nine bald eagles in one day. And wow. I in summer, and it was in Albert Lee. And she said she just couldn't believe that she saw that many in one day in the summertime. Because we do see them when they're moving about in uh, fall and early winter, and then again in spring. But this time of year, she said it was just so wonderful. And she also saw a black admiral butterfly. Hmm. And Jim Loggison, good friend from Ellendale, said, Al, a couple of weeks ago a flock of wild turkeys showed up here and they've stuck around, about four adult hens and 16 young chicks of various sizes. I've been putting out some corn for them and they seem to like the chicken scratch I put out for my chickens. Seem to come in the yard late morning and early evening. We have a few acres of woods and tall grass. Do you think they are now living here or just passing through on their rounds? Our dog thinks they are just big chickens and ignores 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 them. I've been told that I shouldn't encourage them and should chase them off for fear of them doing damage to the yard. So far, I just enjoy watching them and would like to see them grow. What would you do? Um, Jim, great to hear from you. I have a hen and two poults that I'm actually looking at right now out my window here. So the poults are probably about two-thirds the size of a hen, and I see them every day. Uh, they don't flee and tear when they see me they just kind of wander off and they don't seem to be bothering anything other than insects or eating just a lot of grasshoppers and uh, as you know as long as they don't roost on my house I don't mind their company uh, I guess kinda of the same thing there Jim they can be kind of a nuisance sometimes uh, but you know if they're not bothering anything I'm letting mine be.
0: And, and make sure they don't bother your neighbors. It comes to mind that guy that got upset because his neighbor were feeding deer. So you want to make sure that uh, they aren't uh, annoying your neighbors too before you, you know, go out and try and attract exactly any. That's
1: exactly right. And Jim and I are lucky in that we live out in uh, boondocks, so to speak. So neighbors are a ways away. So it works well. Uh, Mike and Bev Cotter. They live in Albert Lee. Uh, Mike's Mike and Bev are both storyteller, friends of mine. They said we saw a white dragonfly with black spots on the wing. Huh. What? Never seen anything like that before. It's it could be either one this time of year. It could be a common white tail or it might be a twelve spotted skimmer. Uh, one of those two. I'm gonna go with common white tail, but it could be either one of those. Is there such uh, a Judy thing? Car- I, I wanted I'm to there.
0: ask is there such a thing as an albino? Um, dragonfly? Could it be that, or is there not such a thing as that?
1: You know, that's a really wonderful question, and I
0: just wondering because there are I, you know other things seem to come. To yeah, me.
1: and I guess there's nothing that would uh, say there couldn't be one. I have never seen one, so but you know I'm going to look for one today. Sure. So keep an a third eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, Judy Karzgen's of Clark's Grove said we have uh, had a bird at our feeder that's about the size of a r- red finch. It is all green Colored almost white and has black eyes. We have never had a bird that looks like that need help. Well, the black eyes, you know, it's probably a cantankerous bird, gets in a lot of fights. I would know. I just it's um, I sent uh, I replied to this email and I did it from a rest area where I reply to a lot of emails from rest areas because I'm on the road a lot. And it's a nice place, you can stop there, I can have a sandwich and reply to things. So I replied to Judy and I told her it's likely a house finch, but I spoke it. I, I speak into my phone in order to reply to emails, and it came out a house fans. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that, I'm, I don't know. It's likely a house fans. Well, it's yeah. not. It's likely a house finch that's displaying oh. leukism. Oh. And leukism is a condition in which there is a partial loss of pigmentation in a bird resulting in white, pale, or patchy coloration of feathers, but not the eyes. And so, unlike albinism, is caused by a reduction in multiple types of pigment, not just melanin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna Jo Braun of Lakeville saw some sandhill cranes. Karen Swenson of Henderson sent me a photo of a rose-breast of grosbeak, and it's missing its upper bill. And Karen says, "Is it gonna make will the migration be hard for it?" Oh, you know, Karen, the, the migration is hard for all of them if they have any kind of an ailment like this or it just makes it harder, but I uh, sure hope it makes it. It just uh, she said it's eating stuff, but uh, it cannot crack any seeds or anything because it just doesn't have an upper bill. Uh, Brenda, and I know Brenda, and I have no idea how to pronounce her last name, Kotasek, I think, K-O-T-A-S-E-K, and I'd almost bet I'm wrong. Uh, it's funny how you can know people and not know how to pronounce their last name, but I'm perfectly capable of that. Uh, she's from Henderson also and saw some sandhill Cranes. Uh, Chad Hines said he went out with Tom Dolan, Christine, uh, Tim Poulos, and Jim and Ruth Amundsen. They uh, found some shorebird habitat in Nicollet County, and he ended up with 60 species total for the trip. Saw killdeer, greater yellowlegs, lesser yellowlegs, solitary sandpipers, spotted sandpiper, pectoral sandpiper, least sandpiper, semi-palmated sandpiper, bared stilt and stilt sandpipers, short-billed dowichers, Wilson's phalaropes. He said two locations are uh, worth noting. Uh, County Road 21, that'd be southeast of the Harkin store, was outstanding with numerous egrets, herons, and pelicans. Said you probably need a spotting scope and make sure you pay attention to the traffic there. There are probably close to 200 shorebirds there in all species except Solitary, Greater Yellowlegs, and Dowager. And the second location is a cattle pond on County Road 111, and that goes north out of Nicollet. Had numerous peeps and had dowagers. Said there were some shorebirds at the Nichollet sewage ponds: greater yellowlegs, leased and spotted sandpipers. But the neatest bird there was a juvenile Franklin's gull in an odd brown plumage. Also north of Cortland, they had several power lines weighed down by bank swallows. There were hundreds staging just north of the Middle Cortland Water Management. Uh, Rita Grant's in Mason City. She was out at Parker Woods. Uh, Rita, I think, walks there every day, and she just notices things because she walks there every day. Uh, she saw red-eyed vireos, olive-sided flycatcher, wood peewee, uh, sap suckers, and a juvenile barred owl. And Eric Ollie said, I had the pleasure of birding Union Slough National Wildlife Refuge for the first time. And Union Slough is north of Algona in Kossuth County, north-central Iowa. near Bancroft. He said uh, it's the best shorebird habitat he'd seen in Iowa. To far- paraphrase a line from Field of Dreams, if you provide it, they will come, and come they have. There was a great abundance of shorebirds there. They were mostly peeps, pecks, and killdeer, but I was able to glean a few more notable shorebirds as well, including seven redneck phalaropes, in a lone American avocet. So said it was hot, so the heat shimmer made it hard to see some things, but he also found a peregrine falcon, northern harrier, trumpeter swans, great egrets, and hundreds of American white pelicans. Uh, Tammy Vogel. Uh, I've known Tammy for a long time. She is, uh, what is her full title? I better get it right. Communications Director of the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Minnesota, and that's located in Roseville. And Tammy got a hold of me because they just admitted five young purple martins from a colony that had already migrated and left these five behind. And she was hoping that I might have some contacts or have martin houses that uh, have birds. She sent me some photos around that age that would uh, foster them. Uh, they'd need two or three nests uh, because there's five of them, and she said she'd like it uh, done. I contacted, I, I told her 14, but I fibbed, I contacted 15 people. Nobody had any left. I contacted more than that, but I heard from 15. So what they're going to do is they uh, going to find one of the flocks that are staging at a lake somewhere and just kind of release them into that flock and hope for the best. And what a good outfit that Wildlife Rehabilitation Center is. They take uh, any kind of critter, any animal, without questions. They just say, well, if you bring it here, we'll take it. Craig Hoffman, another fellow I've known a long time. Craig is from Albert Lee, is actually my dentist. And Craig said, I got an email from him, he said, Jay Anderson and I have heard there's an osprey in the Edgewater Park area of Albert Lee. So we're exploring the possibility of putting up an osprey nest. There are a couple of vineyards there. Jay owns one where the Wedge Nursery property used to be. People around Albert Lee are a bit familiar with that and Craig and his wife Susan own a vineyard across the street, so they think it would be cool to put one up there. And they were wondering what I thought about it, if they'd have any success. And I just think it would be so cool if they got an osprey to nest around here. I, uh, two years ago maybe I was at uh, listening to an osprey expert, and at that time he said they nested in 30 counties in the state most of them by the large northern lakes. And that said, they are extending their range southward, so they're probably in more than 30. But the closest nesting that I'm aware of here occurred in Waterville by the fish hatchery. Ospreys prefer to nest within 200 feet of water, but sometimes they'll travel up to two miles to feed. And I see ospreys around here each year as birds of passage. But I, I hope they do it. I, I worked at the Freeborn County Fair, and the fair. I think the fair should hold a tallest weed contest. I know. Well, do you know they
0: a- they do that in in Blue Earth County? They hold the tallest weed contest, and our garden friends Barb and Harvey think that is just the worst thing, and said they should ban that, and they're they're out to get it banned because when you have <laughs> the tallest weeds. You know, from a gardener's perspective, chances are that that thing is going to seed and make more noxious yeah. plants. So so while that's a great idea, it's already been considered, and it's already being tried to be outlawed. Uh, so I'm just telling you, warning you.
1: Is that a um, giant ragweed? Is that what wins it each year?
0: I don't know what the giant weed was. I just told me that they had that contest, and they were just incredulous that somebody would even think that was a good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a nice young man while I was working there, his name is Jarrett Prohoda. From Albert Lee, and he's going into the 7th grade. And he brought in a giant water bug, and it looked fierce because it was. It uses these formidable four-legged pinchers to catch underwater prey like small fish and frogs. It's flat and dark brown, lives at the bottom of muddy waters and in surrounding vegetation, and it's drawn to light sources at night, and that's how it found itself at the fair. Yeah. But Janet Eastfold of Heartland, who is one of my neighbors, spotted a crane fly. And though they look like giant mosquitoes, they aren't. Uh, They appear to be the end result of a mosquito falling in love with a daddy long legs. And that isn't the case either. Crane flies do no harm to people or property, and they're just, man, they're cool to see. What do they eat then?
0: I mean, if they do no harm, they must eat something. I think
1: they probably uh, eat. If they eat anything in the adult form, maybe a little bit of uh, vegetation or rotting vegetation and things. I would guess, and they they're maybe an inch and a half long, but then have these incredibly long legs, like a daddy long legs. It just makes them look like. Giant. Do you creature. think that's
0: where the uh, misperception comes that the mosquitoes here are as big as uh, whatever and you see those signs with the, uh, you know, mosquitoes in, in Minnesota and they're just huge, maybe somebody mixed it up with that particular insect?
1: It, it very well could be, and I'm just glad they are not mosquitoes 'cause if it would it wouldn't be easy going outside. Oh, someone also brought in a photo of a bee that didn't quite look like a bee. No I, I pet a bumblebee most every day. I just love bees. But the one they showed me was a bee mimic. Hmm. So it was like the rich little of flies. It was a fly, something harmless, imitating something dangerous. And flies have two wings, bees have four wings. Oh, okay. And I had to say rich little because I don't know any current people that impersonate another one. I don't either. out of the loop. So uh, Rich Little was a guy from way back in the past who did Richard Nixon and Johnny Carson and everybody like that. I stopped down at Rockford, Iowa. So this would be the Rockford Files. I visited Stan and Corliss Fitz, good friends down in Rockford. And Stan maintains this wondrous Fitz reading garden. He's done so for 20 years. uh, Besides an array of amazing plants, the garden holds 22,000 bricks and stones that Stan has put in place all by himself. So I, it's a, I'm just glad he's a friend and I love seeing there. I saw uh, a, let's see, a steel blue cricket hunter. It's a, I saw him They move with real quick, nervous actions, and they're going over bare ground. It was carrying a cricket, and the female sting crickets or grasshoppers, so they're very similar to cicada killers, and they dig a hole and lay the egg in there, but it was just neat seeing it. And a friend down there by the name of Glenn Biggs came over, and you're probably familiar with this plant, Karen Dodder. Dodder is a parasitic, herbaceous vine with yellow to orange stems, And there are a number of species in this genus. A lot of them are native, I think, to our area. And they have string-like stems, uh, like silly string. And as soon as the seeds germinate on the ground and they climb nearby plants, and as soon as the daughter is able to draw nourishment from the host plant, the root withers away and the parasite lives completely off the host. And as you might expect, it can cause harm in specific plant communities. When I was a boy, we called it rope daughter. Hmm. And I had a little a young lad the other day tell me it was silly string. A <laughs> um, couple of things going on to Pelican Breeze, August 30th. It'll be my pleasure to be on that, traveling around Albert Lee Lake. If anybody would be interested in booking a seat, it's 383-7273. 383-7273. There'll be a thing in uh, Austin. Oh, that'll be over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry going back uh, too far, there'll be nature photography with John Durham at the uh, Austin uh, at the Nature Center, the Hormel Nature Center in Austin, and that's August 24th and 25th. There'll be uh, He's a wonderful photographer. They'll also be doing uh, Monarch tagging August 21st, 26th, 27th, and on September 2nd. So if anybody's interested in any of those things uh, contact the Hormel Nature Center and there must be a number on the here we go. It's four three seven seven five one nine. Four three seven seven five one nine. So photography and monarch tagging and I've been involved in the monarch tagging and it's man, that's a lot of fun. Um I I I do wanna thank everybody. I work at a lot of fairs and man I I um Karen well, you're proof of that, but I know the best people on earth and uh I drove through a series of orange barrels signifying road construction on my way to a nursing home. And I walked to the right room, which doesn't always happen, and I came in and I said, you know, I feel guilty about not coming to see you sooner. I hope to appreciate my guilt feeling." <laughs> and I guess the most important thing was that I was there. You have to remember that sometime. I've learned that the perfect birthday thank you or sympathy card is the one that we actually send. So we talked about sweet corn. We both loved this stuff, and he told me it was best if you had a boiling pot of water waiting at the end of the corn row as you picked it. And I told him that whenever I went to town this time of year, I made sure to lock my car to keep people from depositing excess zucchini into it. <laughs> and I asked him how his new house was, or his new, I mean, he's living in a nursing home. And he said, you know, his new home was okay. He just attended services at a new church because he can't drive now, been at the old church forever, and he he was worried that the pews might prove too hard for him. He liked his old church because it had soft pews, nice cushions, but he said he slept right through the whole sermon just as he had in his old church, so he'll feel right at home there. Karen, I want to thank you. I enjoy our get-togethers every Tuesday, and I enjoy hearing from everybody. You have uh, amazing listeners, and it was um also evident, uh, particularly at the Henderson hummingbird Rock has that had a nature bent to it. And it, what a what a treat it was, spending time and hearing their stories because we all have stories, and I just love to hear them. But I appreciate your good company,
0: so Al, are you going to be coming up at an a fair? Coming up soon, isn't the Steele County Fair going to be one that you're going to be coming up lately or soon?
1: I will. I'll be there on August 23rd, okay. which is a Sunday, and I'll be at 1 o'clock, and I'll be in the Isaac Walton building, okay. Isaac Walton League. And I guess the easiest way to say it is it's a fish building. It's usually yep. when you say that. People say, oh, yeah, where all the fish are. We know yeah. where that is.
0: And and the whale. And then, don't forget the whale The with the with uh, where you put the coin in and the whale opens its mouth and spouts out. Yeah, up. isn't that cool? Yeah, it's like a little well, and the, the kids, they think that is, that's what they want to see. Let's go to the whale. Let's see the whale. And they don't mean you, Al. And so it's <laughs> well, always Yes,
1: I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so bring I'll my, be on, uh, There's a, a thing called Castle LLI in uh, New Ulm. And on uh, Monday, I'll be out at the Mary Peichel Farm. I'll be out by Fairfax, and we'll just be looking whatever nature. If anybody's interested in that, they can, you know, hold on. I don't have a number available, but it's Castle, C-A-S-T-L-E-L-L-I, and it's in New Ulm, and they're going to carpool out there, and it's fun. We're going to look at a lot of solar panels and things like that. So it'll be an interesting day, yeah.
0: Well, thanks, Al. It's great to chat with you. We'll hope to see you soon, and we'll chat with you next week, all right?
1: I look forward to it. Thanks, Karen.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.